What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day, everybody. It's a glorious, beautiful Chicago day. It's very sunny outside. It's about 45 degrees. 50, we're reaching 50. Um, it's, it's honestly been the best weather we've had all year so far. I mean, we just had a foot of snow literally a week ago. We had the ice. We had, you know, everything going on in Texas. We're about due this weather. And it's and it's amazing because it's baseball atmosphere is coming on the way. Spring training is right down the corner. We have so- uh, a White Sox game this Sunday. It's going to be so much fun, so much to get into. Can't wait to get back at Wrigley Field and Guaranteed Rate and everywhere else. But we have much other things to talk about, much greater things to talk about today, especially for the Chicago sports world. We have Chicago Bulls, Zach Levine, baby, all-star. Finally made it. He's on the reserves. We're going to be breaking down the all-star reserves. We're going to be breaking down who's going to fill in for guys like Anthony Davis and others who unfortunately won't be able to participate because they're injured. There's people who are snubbed. Uh, a lot of people are talking about Devin Booker right now. I think another person who is hugely snubbed um, was Brandon Ingram of the New Orleans Pelicans. I mean, if not having a better season than Zion Williamson, Brandon Brandon Ingram was one of my MVP candidates going into the year. Um, no question about it. I think they're literally a, an established point guard away from being a serious contender and a serious threat to the league. That is the Pelicans. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking about so much today. We're going to be talking about Zach Levine, the Bulls, not only being the eighth seed, but having another all-star, the first one since 2017 that was Jimmy Butler. Um, he joins, I mean, Zach Levine joins a great crew of all-stars in Chicago history. We're going to get into that in a little bit. Um, you know, Brennan Davis being called up, our buddy, he's been on the podcast before, being called up to spring training with the Chicago Cubs and so much more. The health of Nick Madrigal, um... You know, Miguel Amaya and so much more. I just can't wait to break it down, get into it, and have an amazing, wonderful conversation with you guys. It's been a little while. We haven't had a great talk in a while. It's been pretty dark Chicago sports, you know, with Mitchell Trubisky, Matt Nagy, and everything going on. We finally have something really healthy and happy to talk about, and I can't wait to dive into it. All right, so here we go. So before we jump into, you know, the all-star reserves, who's going to fill in for Anthony Davis and others like that, let's jump into the Chicago Bulls, who are currently sitting at the eighth seed after dethroning the Charlotte Hornets, who lost to, if I'm not mistaken, the Utah Jazz, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. I mean, they they just dominated them. There's no doubt about it. Love LaMelo Ball, but I mean, him and Gordon Hayward aren't going to get it done by themselves. They need more. And obviously, you know, they are a young and aspiring team that I think are really exceeding expectations, but they were no match. The Chicago Bulls, on the other hand, defeated um, the Sacramento Kings, the Houston Rockets, and, and they're on a really good streak right now. Tonight, if I'm not mistaken, they play the Minnesota Timberwolves, who just fired their head coach the other night. I was actually watching that game, and you could literally see it in the head coach's face. I forget his name. He's, a, he's like one of the youngest coaches out there. Well, he was. Um, and you could see it in his face that he just knew something wrong was going to happen because of this. And basically what happened was they fired him immediately after the game. They lost to the New York Knicks. Um, he hasn't been performing well. He hasn't been living up to expectations. Um, you got guys like, you know, uh, D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards and others. And, and Rudy Go, uh, Ru- Rudy, Ruby Rubio, I'm sorry. Um, and, and, you know, you're just not meeting expectations. You're one of the worst teams in the league, without question. And you shouldn't be. You really shouldn't be after having the number one overall pick. You look at guys like the Charlotte, um, the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, they're in playoff contention pretty much. They're the ninth seed right now. I mean, they were just in the eighth seed the other day. I mean, it's, it takes one step like that to make the right decision. And 
you know, as much as I like Anthony Edwards and I think he's a great kid, he's a great person and a great individual, and he's going to be one hell of a, a one hell of an athlete in in the next few years. Um, you know, development will go a long way with him, and I think he is going to live up to the expectations and live up to the hype. He has the dunk of the year candidate right now. Um, that nasty dunk, I forget who it was on, um, but he he definitely, if you haven't seen that, go check it out. But basically, I just think you know it all comes down to you know what matters. What is the biggest goal? And what is going to help your team get better? And I think trading for D'Lo and other kind of stuff like that, it's just those are short-term solutions, kind of like, you know, Jimmy Butler, you know, trading for him, trading Zach Levine and Laurie Marketing. I mean, where would they be right now if the Timberwolves had drafted Laurie Marketing and kept Zach Levine and Carl Anthony Towns? I mean, they would be in a much different situation right now. They would have an all-star in Zach Levine. They would have Laurie Marketing thriving. They would have Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy, uh, Ricky Rubio, and others. I mean, it, it would have been a solid team. You can't lie. It would have been pretty solid. Um, no doubt about it. Now, back to the Bulls and what the Bulls are all about. One of my greatest things to talk about the Bulls right now is that this is the first time since like 2017, not only do we have an all-star in Zach Levine, we, we're in playoff contention. I mean... This is insane. Now, here's what the craziest part is about the standings right now. Now, the 76ers are blowing everybody out of the water. They have a seven-game jump on us. They're 21 and 11. We're 14 and 16. But what's interesting enough, and we have to keep this up as well because, you know, as easy as it is to climb, it's it's easy to fall because there's guys like the Hornets who have the same record as us. The Heat are a game behind. The Hawks are two games behind. The Magic are two games behind. A lot of teams could catch up to us right now. But... Say the Bulls go on a four-game winning streak or win their next three out of five. The Knicks are only 15 and 17. The Celtics are only 15 and 16. The Raptors are 16 and 16. And the Pacers are 15 and 14. We could easily jump up to the fourth seed if we just dominate and win games and pray Laurie Marketing comes back fully and healthy and better than ever. And that should happen soon. Laurie's been out for quite some time. We're hoping to get him back soon. Otto Porter Jr., you know, it's not looking bright for him. I think he... He's probably seen his last day as a Chicago Bull. I don't see him, you know, being on the team by the end of the year. I don't see him, you know, by the trade deadline. I don't think they're going to get anything for him. I think they might just buy him out. I would, personally. Um, I see no reason why to keep him. I don't understand why you would want to keep him. Um, even as a veteran presence, I just don't I just don't feel it. Um, now, two weeks ago, we heard Laurie Marketing was going to be out for two to four weeks with a shoulder sprain. Um, it's been two weeks, so we're going to actually have to hear about that and find out what's going on. That was February 8th. It's almost been, you know, it's, it's currently February 24th, you know, it's going into February 25th. We should be getting him any time now. We know we should be hearing something about his progress from any time now. Now I think, you know, you wait the four weeks just because we're doing pretty well without him. We're figuring it out. Um, it's still really early on in the season. We still have a second half of the season to go. So let him go throughout the all-star break, you know, figure out what's going to happen with that. Remember, maybe mid-March, maybe March 15th, March 10th, he comes back. Um, and, and my biggest thing with that is because we don't want to see him out again. We need him for the playoffs. So my thing with the Chicago Bulls, and, you know, like I said earlier, with the, with Rondo and Jimmy Butler and, and, and Dwayne Wade, we really haven't, this is a whole different makeup of a team. This team is completely different. The front office is Artavius. You know, we have Billy Donovan, Zach Levine, and all these guys you know, this team is a lot different than that old team. Now, here's here's what the 2017 Bulls were to me. The 2017 Bulls to me were one final run. You know, you bring in Dwayne Wade on a Chicago-friendly deal, a team, you know, hometown discount. Um, Rojan Rondo, who, you know, he has a history of just hopping a team to team, trying to figure it out, trying to be a veteran presence. 
and Jimmy Butler, who was an all-star and was honestly becoming who he currently is today. He was becoming a vocal voice. He was becoming a leader, um, a dominating player who's not afraid to speak his mind. And, you know, you had uh, Robin Lopez as well and, and Doug McDermott, Taj Gibson. It, it was a solid team, no question about it. And, and it really was super deep. But my biggest flaws with it, how do I say this gently? It, it just didn't feel real. It didn't feel like these were the guys that were going to be our future. These were the guys that could currently get us to the finals or the Eastern Conference finals. Um, but they weren't, they weren't going to be here long term. But these cats, these guys on the team right now are something so interesting to me. Because not only, you know, as long as we, as long as we keep Zach Levine, I think we're fine. You know, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of talk that you know always oh, are they going to give him the super max? Are they going to give him the max? What are they going to do? You throw as much money as you have to to keep Zach Levine because he is going to get people to come here. There's so much talk about so many different things. We're going to have conversations about it right now. Um, I've had talks with my boys about it before, and when you know Kevin Lopka and others. One of my biggest points that I want to make is Kawhi Leonard has that player option. Kawhi Leonard has the ability to say, you know what. I like what they're doing over there in Chicago. It's a huge market. It's Jordan's house. Jordan built this house from the ground up. It's it's gonna it's as history. You know, two three peats, six NBA championships all throughout the nineties. One of the greatest players of all times. One of the greatest fan bases. Benny the Bull and so much and the and the Lovables and so much other history that goes into it. The fans are amazing. Derrick Rose, you know, the history of that and and what it, what Derrick Rose meant to the city of Chicago is easily could become. For Kawhi Leonard, what it is for him, um, what it was for him. It still is. Um, but for Zach Levine to go out there and pitch that to Kawhi Leonard, I think would be amazing. And, and I know we're not talking about, you know, the what ifs. We're just talking about the now. But this is what's important. You know, you have guys like Wendell Carter Jr. finally healthy, finally feeling themselves. And I love Wendell. I do. But I hate on him because of the fact that, you know, I just feel like that was a Garpax pick. And it's not him that I hate on. I just felt like... It, we were at a point where I felt if we took Michael Porter Jr. and yes, he had back surgery and yes, he wasn't available his first year, but it didn't matter because we weren't in a position to win now then. You know what I'm trying to say? It's one of those things where we could have gone without having Wendell Carter Jr. in 2018. And what that could have led up to was the Bulls being even worse than they already were, potentially getting John Morant, potentially getting Zion Williamson. There was just so much preparation into that that I think you could have went with. Um, instead of having to force, you know, Laurie Markkinen and Zach Levine and Wendell Carter Jr. to just play horrible basketball. If you would have just sat and waited, I think it would have been a much different story today. Um, but the way Artavius has turned this around so quickly, I think Garpax does deserve more credit than they, than they have. You know, I mean, this was a really great constructed team. You have Kobe White they drafted. They have Zach Levine, Laurie Markkinen, Wendell Carter Jr. They brought in Thaddeus Young and, you know, Artavius really hasn't made that many moves. I mean, other than Billy Donovan. And that was the only problem was because they were just afraid to spend money. They were afraid to go out there and commit themselves to a head coach long term. They always wanted to make it an in-house thing. Someone who's been on the team before, uh, you know, and, and it's just like it was just a mess. And that's I felt like it was it felt like the White Sox. It really did because the White Sox make these Tony La Russa moves, which might work out. It really might. He's one of the greatest coaches of our managers of all time. Um, and there's no doubt about that. But I'm just saying there were a lot of other better candidates who are younger and going to be there for a lot longer um, than Tony La Russa. You know what I mean? Tony La Russa doesn't have to be there. And I know we're talking about baseball right now, but it, it, the same fact matters. The same rules apply. Um, 
It's just one of those things where I just think there were so many different ways for guard packs to go and they were refusing to do that. They even considered keeping Jim Boylan. And I think that was one of the main reasons they got fired was because they probably had that conversation and they, they were just like, all right, we, Ryan Zorfer's probably like, we just can't do this anymore. It's just over. We have to stop this. It needs to be, it needs to be put to rest. It just, it's just over. Um, especially with when you take into consideration that, you know, Derrick Rose, as good as Joakim Noah, Taj Gibson, and Luau Dang, and all of them were, he and Jimmy Butler as well, they, you know, they just didn't get enough help. And, and they didn't get what LeBron asks for. LeBron asks, I need help. You get him Montrose Harrell, you get him Dennis Schroeder, you get him Anthony Davis, you get him Marcus Saul, you get him all these guys. Anybody he asks for, he's going to get. You know what I mean? And it's one of the, you know, the Miami Heat. Oh, you want Dwayne Wade, you want Chris Bosh, you want Ray Allen, you want Shaquille O'Neal. Whatever you need, we'll give you, and we'll give you LeBron James, whatever you want, we'll get it for you, Dwayne. And, th- and that was the main focal point that I think everyone's trying to make, everyone's trying to figure out is what are the Chicago Bulls? So by adding Garrett Temple, you know, by adding Patrick Williams, I think we're on a really, and uh, Patrick Williams, who's a Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard type of guy. Who you know you you don't you only really know him for his defense, but his offense is coming along quite quickly. Um, and and I, even I I was not a fan of the pick when we first got him, no question about it, because I didn't know much of him. I knew everybody in that draft, but for some reason Patrick Williams was somebody I just didn't really pay attention to for a top ten draft pick. Now I knew of Patrick Williams, I watched his game prior, but it was one of those things where. As a sixth man coming off the bench at Florida, I reached, I just didn't think about it as being a top 10 pick. I thought, wow, this kid's going to be a defensive force. I just didn't think he was worth number four overall um, based on, you know, um, Denny Abdija and, and Obi Toppin and all the other guys that were available. But I'm, I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to bite my tongue when I'm saying I tell you I'm wrong. Like I was completely wrong on Patrick Williams. I'm even considering getting a Patrick Williams jersey at this point. I love me some Pat Will. I love everything about him. I love the. You know, I think I think it was uh, Zach Levine or Thaddeus Young that said that it's all a show for him. Like the the tough guy, the quiet guy on the court, but he's a, he's a goofball. He's a fun kid, and and he's amazing off the court. And I think he just puts on this persona that when it's game time, he's serious. He's in beast mode, Terminator mode, and he's not going to show any emotion. And I love that from him. Um, I love that kind of like Kawhi Leonard type of you know, let your game speak for itself and show no emotion, show no pain, show no. Show no anger, show nothing. I love that about him. Um, with Zach Levine being an all-star as well, I think it just it just changes the city. It changes the culture. It makes us feel like we actually have winners here. Not just good players. We have winners. Zach Levine wants to be a winner. He's a slam dunk champion. Um, now he's an all-star for the first time ever. We love to hear it. Um, there's so many different things to have these conversations about. And I think one of the greatest things to say is that th- there's nowhere to go from here but up. And, and you know, there's Laurie Market is expiring contract, and we really don't know what to do with that. But that's the beauty of Zach Levine being an all-star, because that puts more pressure on Laurie, because the Bulls don't need Laurie. The Bulls can go out and get somebody because Zach Levine is an all-star. Kobe White is flourishing. Those two are amazing backcourt together. You know, you have Patrick Williams, who's living up to the height. Wendell Carter, where when healthy, has been producing and trying to be one of the best centers in the league. He's not by no by no means by saying he is, but he's trying to be. You see him trying to get better, trying to change his game, trying to be a better scorer with the ball rather than just being a great defender, um, which is, I think, Daniel Gafford's huge issue is he's afraid to, you know, basically just shoot. I, I, I'm not saying he's afraid to shoot. I'm just saying I think, you know, he's more focused on his game, and I think he needs to elevate that. But um, I like the strides Wendell is trying to make. I just hope he can stay healthy. But for Laurie's case, you know, it's like it's one of those things where 
All right, if you want to leave, that's it is what it is. But we can go grab a Kawhi Leonard who's on a player option and may be unhappy if he gets bounced early on in the playoffs this year, which is a huge possibility because of the fact that, you know, Lou Will, Pat Bev, they're all rumored to have issues with Kawhi Leonard and who he is as a person. You saw PG got paid. Um, it's, it's just a bunch of things. If he doesn't feel like it's going to work out, he's going to leave. We saw that in Toronto. He won a championship and he still left. Um, so there's no... There's no reason for me to think that Kawhi Leonard wouldn't do it again. I mean, you know, he's already been to L.A. before with the Spurs. He's, you know, uh, well, that was San Antonio, but you know you know my point. He's already been from California. He went straight to Toronto, which is one of the coldest places to ever play. Um, you know, a whole country loved him, and he still left. So if you think that just because he's in L.A. and <laughs> that he won't leave, you got another thing coming. I'm not preaching that we're going to get Kawhi Leonard. I'm not saying, you know, that's what this video is about. I am just saying that we need to take that in consideration that with everything going on, losing Laurie or whether we keep Laurie or not, it, it could benefit us if we do leave, if we do lose him. Now, we would have to just capitalize, you know, on that. We, we can't make the playoffs and lose Laurie and not sign anybody, you know, because we won't have the draft capital. But, I mean, we could definitely make some moves and we can definitely make a splash. I think it would be very interesting to see what happens with that. Um, I definitely think we could make a deeper playoff run. I said it from the jump. If Zach Levine wasn't an all-star, the Bulls are going to the Eastern Conference Finals because that's his mentality. That's who he is as a person. You want to snub me? All right, fine. Watch this. Kind of like a Jimmy Butler thing. Like, Basically, I was one of the only people that I knew of. I know there was a lot of other people out there, but I was one of the only people in my friend group who said I thought the Miami Heat could go to the Finals. I had them all the way. I'll send you my chart. i send you my bracket that I had early on in March. Um... It's one of those things, though, where you really, really have to believe in someone to be able to make that bold of a statement. And I felt like when Jimmy Butler was criticized for going to Miami and not teaming up with LeBron or teaming up with Kawhi or, or what, what have you, or even with James Harden, there was rumors he wanted to go to the Rockets. Um, but for, to go to the Miami Heat and then just get waved off because they didn't think they were talented enough or that Jimmy was able to be a leader enough to be able to handle that. Um, Jimmy took that, I think he took that very personally. I think, you know, he took that very personally. He saw, you know, Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. He saw how hard they work. Gordon Drogic and, um, you know, they acquired Jay Crowder later on in the year. And it's one of those things where he saw the pieces finally coming together. And, and um, their head coach, I mean, he's one of the greatest as well, in my opinion. It's one of those things, though, where I just think you take that and, and you just use it as fuel. And there's nothing, I mean, Eric Spolstra and Pat Riley and all them, that's what they do as well. They're, they take that and they use it as fuel to get better. And I think that's what Zach Levine did all year after being snubbed last year. Um, and we're going to get into snubs and all that right after this. But I think that's what's fueling him now. And I think the next step of that is to not only make the playoffs, but make a deep run. Show that the Chicago Bulls are back, baby. And we're not going anywhere. It's going to be a very interesting rest of the second half. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait for the jerseys to drop. I'm trying to figure out right now. I want all you guys to leave a comment under this video. Um, I'm trying to figure out. There's three jerseys I want to get for the All-Star game. Um, but, you know, right now I don't want to spend too much money on it just because, you know, I, <laughs> I would upset some people at home. Um, but... I'm thinking Zach Levine's first All-Star game, you know, that would be an amazing jersey. Zion Williamson, who these are a little bit of spoilers. Zion Williamson's first jersey um, in an All-Star game ever would be something interesting as well, especially depending on how his career turns out and the hype. Um, I mean, if you go on eBay right now, uh, first Derrick Rose All-Star jersey is like 300, 500 bucks. So, I mean, like how much would a Zion jersey be worth, especially if I got it autographed one day? Um but my third one, and it's he's not my fan favorite. My fan favorite player is Derrick Rose, no doubt about it. Um, but he's up there as well. 
uh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul is someone whose jersey, you know, we don't know how many All-Star games he has left. We don't know how many years he really is even going to play. So getting his jersey would be something special to me. But drop that in the comments. Which one do you think I should get? Levine, Williamson, or um, uh, Chris Paul? I'm sorry, I tweaked out for a second. But um, yeah, so that's all I had to say for that. Leave a comment on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat me, whatever you got to do. Um, but n- our next transition is going to be the, sh- uh, the all-stars, the all-stars are here's, here's the starters, right? Real quick, just to recap, we have Steph Curry for the West, um, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, um, Luka Doncic and Kawhi Leonard, you know, that's the starters, you know, for the East, we have Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, Kyrie Irving, um, why it wasn't Zach Levine, I don't know, but Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, now those are the starters. We already knew about that. It happened last week. Here are the reserves. For the East, we have Zach Levine, Jason Tatum, Julius Randle, Jalen Brown, James Harden, Ben Simmons, and Noka Vovic. No, I'm sorry. I just tweaked. Um, Nikola Vovic. Um, I'm sorry if I butchered that. Now, for the West, we have Damian Lillard, Anthony Davis, Paul George, Donovan Mitchell, Zion Williamson, Chris Paul, and Rudy Gobert. Now, here's the thing about that. Um, Anthony Davis is out. Anthony Davis is going to be out for about a month. We don't know what's going on with him, whether it's an Achilles injury or what's going on. Um, They seem to be downplaying it, but I think it's a lot more serious than people think, and that's why he's out for a month. Um, Now, there are people who are snubbed, like Brandon Ingram, Devin Booker. They're obviously going to be replaced because of the fact that they're not playing. So, who do I think deserves it? Personally, I love D-Book. Love him to death. Um, But I would give it to Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram is having one hell of a season right now. Brandon Ingram is was one of my MVP candidates going into the year. Um, I think they're really just a point guard away. Like I said earlier, he's averaging 23.9 points per game, 5.3 rebounds, 4.7 assists. I mean, he's having a very solid year. There's no doubt about it. Basically averaging 24 points a game. Um, Devin Booker, on the other hand, Devin Booker is averaging 24.7 points, 3.8 rebounds, and 4.3 assists. Now, here's my thing about that. I think it could go either way. I think, I, personally, I'm just a fan of Brandon Ingram more than I am Devin Booker. Um, I have both of them on my fantasy team, keeping it a buck. Um, but it's somebody that I think, honestly, um, deserves it. And I think Brandon Ingram's game is speaking for itself. He got the fat contract, you know. Um, now, I, I could understand why Devin Booker could make it as well, no doubt about it. But I just think, you know, Brandon Ingram, what he what he means to the to the New Orleans Pelicans is a lot more than what, you know, I'm not trying to say that Devin Booker doesn't mean as much to the Phoenix Suns, but I think, you know, when it comes to Zion, when it comes to all these guys, really, if it wasn't for Zion, the Pelicans really, and, and Brandon Ingram, the Pelicans wouldn't be great at all. Now, you would still have Chris Paul, you could still have DeAndre Ayton and all of them, um, and Jay, Crow- Jay Crowder on the Suns right now? I think he is. I'm, I'm, don't quote me on that, but I believe he is on the Suns right now. Um... Yeah, he is. Um, but they got all these guys, you know, and I do think that you have to take that into consideration when having these conversations. But that's that's all I really feel about that. But so next up, we're going to have this conversation and we're going to make this very short because, you know, it, we don't have that much to talk about today. And I'm not here to waste your guys' time. Let's just break it down. Brennan Davis, our boy, Brennan Davis, Miguel Amaya, who we can hopefully have on the podcast one day. Um, they got invited to spring training. They're at spring training right now in Mesa, Arizona with the Chicago Cubs. And I can't be any happier for them. I think Brennan Davis, he's wearing number 94 for a spring training. Um, 
He's one. Of, he's going to be one of the best outfielders the Chicago Cubs have ever seen. I truly do believe that. Brennan Davis is one of those guys that can not only hit for contact, this man can hit for speed, this man can hit for power, this man can hit for whatever you want him to do, he will do it. And that is the beauty of Brennan Davis. I think Brennan Davis, you know, and, and Miguel Amaya as well. You have to take into consideration, Miguel Amaya is a rookie coming up. You know, whenever he does get brought up, his head manager is one of the best catchers the Chicago Cubs have had, like, and, and Red Sox. I mean... Not the greatest, but he's up there. You know what I mean? Like, his his stats speak for himself. David Ross can mentor this man. Wilson Contreras can mentor this man and make him even more elite than he already is. We already have guys like Jason Hayward out there in the outfield, Jock Peterson, um, Ian Happ, and others who can, Brennan Davis can help, you know, pick their brains and just figure out what they're going to do. So I'm so excited for that. I'm so excited to hear from them and see what's going on with that. But that's all I really got for you guys today. Thank you guys for listening to Mike on the Mic. Um, I will be back on Friday to discuss whatever's going on in the sports world. I can't wait to discuss it. Thank you guys for listening. This has been Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. Peace out. God bless and stay warm. Enjoy the weather.